T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We're excited. I mean, this is what you play for. You play for an opportunity to get into the playoffs. And we had a bad streak going there. But um, we knew if we stuck together and battled as a family and just kept leaning on each other, um, that we can make a run and we put ourselves in a position to do so. But at the end of the day, it just comes being, it comes down to being focused one, one day and one game at a time. And uh, we got to enjoy this today, but then also go back to work next week. And, but the guys in the locker room are excited. We're just, there's, there's really good camaraderie right now. Um, just an intensity and focus that I, that I like to see. And we're in a good spot and we just got to keep that going. Chicago Bears quarterback Mitch Trubisky speaking in the locker room following the 33-27 win over the Vikings this past Sunday. I am Hub Arker sitting in tonight for Joe Ostrowski on the Joe O Show here at The Score and broadcasting live from The Score Hyundai Studios brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. It is great to be with you all. We're taking your phone calls at 312-644-6767. Visited with J.J. Stankovitz of NBC Sports Chicago in the last hour. And this hour, joining us on the Alpamonte Ford Hotline, Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park, will be Big Ant Anthony Heron. We'll also have Bruce Levine checking in to talk some baseball in the 8 o'clock hour. Um, again, you can join me on the phones at 312-644-6767. And let's get back to the QL, the BetQL score listener line, I should say. The score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Next up. On the BetQL line is Tom in Indianapolis. And Tom, appreciate you giving us a call tonight. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing great. Uh, enjoy listening to you, Hub. Um, hey, you brought up a name that I had not really heard before. You hear the Dorsey name and a few others, but Omar Khan. And, and while I've been waiting, I, I did a little research. And uh, he's got a very interesting background with the Steelers and then previous to that to the Saints. But uh, do, do you know much more about him? Yeah, I mean, he is highly thought of around the league. Several other teams have tried to pry him out of Pittsburgh, and he has chosen not to left, uh, not to leave, I should say. He and Kevin Colbert 
have obviously done an outstanding job with that football team. I mean, you look at the resume and, and coming from New Orleans just at a time when they were starting to build their perennial contender and look at what they've done in Pittsburgh. He is the rare guy who has a title VP of both business and football operations. And so when you talk about the possibility of leaving Ryan Pace in place and bringing in someone above him or possibly bringing in a new general manager but wanting a football czar, Khan probably has the best resume of anybody available out there. I mean, I, I am intrigued by Rick Smith, former general manager of the uh, Houston Texans. Um, I, I think there could be an interesting fit at general manager with Jeff Ireland, who was the GM in Miami for four or five years. That didn't work out so well, but he's been re overseeing personnel in New Orleans the last uh, few years and doing an incredible job down there. Uh, George Payton has been the assistant GM um, to Rick Spielman up in Minneapolis forever, it seems. He and Rick got their, uh, they, they made their bones, so to speak, in the Bears front office back in the second half of the 90s under Wani. Um, and I think George could be a great hire, but George Payton, Jeff Ireland are GM types. If you're if you're interested in in a football czar to oversee the entire football operation, to be responsible for decisions on pace, on Nagy, on both the personnel department and the and the the field um, operations, the football operations, Omar Khan, you know, may be the best name out there. And it is worth noting. Um, that there are few folks in the league that the McCaskey family is closer to than the Rooney family. And, and so uh, I'm sure the Rooneys don't want to lose Omar Khan, but um, even though he's got the title Vice President of Business and Football Operations in Pittsburgh, he is clearly the number two football guy in the organization behind the general manager, Kevin Colbert, uh, who also, I believe, has a VP title now. Um, in Chicago, he would be the number one football guy, and I don't think the Roonies would stand in the way of a promotion for him if that was somewhere that the Bears wanted to look. So you're going to hear Omar Khan's name a lot um, in, the, in the coming weeks. There are already four general manager jobs open. Um, there, there could be one in Philadelphia. There could be one in Chicago. There could be one, although I don't think there will be one with the Jets. Um, and a few other teams uh, that, that we keep an eye on. Um, so, Tom, that, that's a name that you're going to hear a lot about. And if the Bears elect to make a change, I would strongly endorse Khan as a guy, you know, worth bringing in here. We've got uh, another Tom on the phone, this time calling. Oh, uh, Tom. Yep, Tom was in New Lenox and, and couldn't hang on. Chris and River North uh, had to run as well. But my buddy Darren out in Hayward in Iowa is on the line. Darren, it's good to hear from you. Hope you're doing well tonight. Darren, you with us? Wow, Darren never drops. Something going on with the phone line. Something in the water, I guess. Let's see if Bruno in Geneva is still there. Bruno, are you with us? Yes, I am. Can good. you hear me? I can. All Thank right. you for calling. How you All doing? All right, great. So, good. Thanks. Um, so three three quick things. Um, first of all, I think Mitch, the key to this NFL is such a quarterback-driven league, and the key, obviously, for their success is how, how Mitch is playing. And him sitting on the bench and, and getting over his, you know, disappointment and, and then seeing a different perspective by being on the bench, I think has helped him. Nagy giving up the play calling to Laser uh, is, was huge, even though the first week was, was horrendous. Um, it's been good since, and, and I think what he's doing is he's uh, building up Mitch's confidence because Mitch is never going to be 
the, the complete, total, only pocket passer. He's got to get him on the move, whether it's designed, you know, runs or rollouts with options. I mean, the, the RPL thing, what, we haven't heard about that in a while. But the bottom line is Mitch is a much more confident passer in the pocket when he has success out of the pocket. And keeping the defense honest with his legs, I, I just really like what I see except for that, you know, that last – you know, forced ball in the end zone at the end of the last game. He's really played flawless football. Well, Bruno, that that's true for the most part. And I don't know if you heard the top of the show, but when, in talking to Matt Nagy on Monday, uh, he told us that, that he actually didn't force that ball on that interception, and he actually did make the right read, just the ball got away from him. Whether it came out of his hands or it sailed on him, I don't know. Um, but but he is, he, he is clearly feeling the game better. He is seeing the game better. He is making better decisions. And, you know, I think we find in, in most walks of life that success can breed success. And, and sometimes it is all about confidence. Um, there are certain things to do in, in the Chiefs version of Matt Nagy's offense that, that Mitch doesn't have all of the best traits to do. With, with what they're doing now, I, I, you know, he does. And, and, and he's playing better. Now, the question is, how much higher is the ceiling? Because if this is the ceiling, you may still not be all that excited about it. The offensive line is going to get better. They need to get deeper at receiver. They need one more tight end. Um, they need a second running back. I, I like Cordero Patterson a lot. I like what they're doing with him. But but if you're going to go with a running back tandem, which seems to be um, what Matt Nagy wants to do, as much as we've seen from David Montgomery the last couple of weeks, you need more of a pure running back than Cordero Patterson. But with all those things added, um, and again, continued upgrades on the offensive line, Mitch can be more than good enough, you, you know, and, and that's what's going to make this, or at least he appears to look like he can be more than good enough. We got to see more than what we've seen in these four weeks because, guys, even the Packers' defense is mediocre at best. The Lions, the Texans, the Vikings, these are not good defenses. The good news is they don't see a good defense the next two weeks. Jacksonville is terrible, and then you get the Packers again. Um, so I think that, you know, Bruno, what we got to do now is is you got to see how this plays out. Um, I tried to tell people four, five, six weeks ago, nobody wanted to hear it. No decisions were going to be made then. No evaluations were complete. Everybody who was in such a hurry to fire people was just, you know, getting there too quick. And um, it's going to be really intriguing to see how they play these next two Sundays um, and then the decisions that George McCaskey comes back with after that. So uh, thank you. Thank you for the phone call. You know, I knew something sounded funky when Darren wasn't there because Darren's a regular and he is back out in Hayward. And Darren, thanks for calling. How you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Okay, uh, I've been hearing a lot about this guy. He's he's the director of football operations out of Kansas City Chiefs. His name is Mike Borganzi. Have you heard of his name? Yeah. Now, I heard a report this morning on ESPN on NFL Live, and I heard it also on NFL Network, that he would be a really good choice if they would let Ryan Pace walk uh, get fired at the end of the year. That'd be a game, uh, a guy to be looking at, looking, uh, looking for as a GM. What do you think about him? I'm going to hang up. I'm going to hang up and let you talk. Thanks, Hob. Darren, thank you for the call. Uh, yeah, Buganzi is is one of the names, one of the younger names that you're going to hear. Um, not as excited about him as others. Um, don't know what his level of responsibility is under Brett Veach, but as you pointed out, 
the title is, is a football operations title. It's not a personnel director. It's not a pro scout, not a college scout. And, and, and if you're going to fire Ryan Pace, is he the guy who's going to come in and do that job? Is he going to oversee your talent acquisition? Because um, obviously when you're director of football operations, that's part of the responsibility. Um, but, but are you looking for a, a football, a, a VP football operations to then hire a GM, in which case maybe you don't need to dispose of Ryan Pace. Maybe you still do. Um, do you want to go back to Kansas City with the experience that you're having with, with Ryan Pace right now? I mean, with Matt Nagy right now? Would you do it because it might be a good, comfortable fit for Matt Nagy? I suppose there is something to that. But of all the things that we've questioned in the last couple of years, one thing I'm not worried about is how Nagy and Pace have worked together. They seem to work together very well. They do seem to be of one mind. So if you're looking to get somebody to keep Pace, uh, to keep Nagy comfortable, then bringing in Mugazi over, over, over Pace is, is not really an answer. So, Darren, there's a list of names that you're going to hear, and Mike's name is on it. Um, he is going to get some consideration. But my honest answer to you is that he does not excite me as much as, you know, four, five, six other names that, that are going to be on a short list if, in fact, the Bears end up in that market. Thank you much for the phone call, Darren. If anybody else wants to join us, it's 312-644-6767. We're taking your phone numbers, uh, sorry, your phone calls, as well as your texts at that number. And we are going to have to take a very quick break here at 670 The Score. But when we return, it's you and me, guys. Give us a call, 312-644-6767. We're talking NFL. We're talking Chicago Bears right here on Chicago's number one rated all sports radio station, 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back, everybody. Hub Arcus with you, sitting in for Joe Ostrowski this evening. As always, it is great to be with you guys. 312-644-6767 is our phone number. We're taking your texts at that number as well. Um, I believe uh, Big Ant is still about 20 minutes away. Is he not, Studs? And so we can do this on the air. It's just you and me. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, Anthony here is going to join us at 740. Uh, didn't want to get to that too quickly. So we can get back to the phone lines again. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. Want to take a quick look in the tech zone. Brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at Rosen Hyundai. Dot com. All kinds of interesting stuff here. Um, not as angry as often, uh, and yet uh, folks on all sides of the story. There, there is one kind of fun one here, just because I'm surprised that this particular Bears fan was so surprised. Here it is uh, from the 708 area code. Wait, Hub, are you saying Virginia McCaskey has 11 children? Question mark, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. Is that true? Well, of course it's true. You're a Bears fan and you didn't know that? Yes. Uh, Virginia and Ed McCaskey had 11 children, eight young men and three young ladies. Uh, and uh, they are all part of the uh, McCaskey family uh, ownership of the Chicago Bears. The team is actually held in a trust in which the grandchildren, um, uh, sadly, two, uh, of course, Michael and Tim, have passed away. Um, uh, but the others uh, share... The uh, family interest in the team, Virginia McCaskey, is the trustee, uh, the trust that the team is held in. And so she has uh, full authority and full power over it all. But, but they are the owners of the Chicago Bears. And, and yes, uh, in fact, there are 11 or there were um, 11 McCaskey children. We will get to a few more of your texts in just a moment. But first up, we're going to get to Jim, who just called us from Morton Grove. Jim, appreciate the call. How you doing? Hi, Hub. Thanks for having me. Um, actually, one question and one thought. One, why haven't the Bears honored Gail Sayers this year with any type of decal on their helmet or on their uh, jersey? And then the second part of my thought was, you know, Trubisky does look like a different quarterback under different play calling. So is that a bigger indictment on Nagy? And if they brought in a head coach or different coaches, could he really develop to a – you know, a one A type of quarterback as opposed to what we've seen for the last few years. Thanks. Well, Jim, a couple things. First of all, I, I don't do a lot of plugging stuff on the air, but I'm going to now because there's been a question about this. Every Thursday on Twitter, uh, I put out a call for questions uh, for my Ask Hub column, which is written Thursday and Friday. And then I get roasted on Twitter for not answering them. Well, if you want real answers, guys, I can't do it in 270 characters. And so I actually answer all your questions. Um, and they are available with our shawlocal.com Bears Insider newsletter that is sent to you, uh, I believe, four or five times a week. But every Saturday, all of the questions that I get for Ask Hub through Twitter are answered. I shouldn't say all, but about 70 or 75, 85% of them are. And that question about Gail is one that I had last week. And, and, and Jim, the best answer I have for you is that they already have 
uh, a Nike logo um, on the jerseys. They already have the, the GSH, the George Stanley Hallis uh, logo on their jerseys. Um, they at times uh, have other logos for special events. They had the 100th anniversary logo all of last year. There's only so much you can do uh, unless you want to go full soccer and start using your jerseys as billboards. Uh, Gail Sayers' number is retired. It is the ultimate honor that an NFL player can receive beyond being elected to the NFL Hall of Fame, which he also has been. And, and they're playing to an empty stadium. So my suspicion is that were they not playing to that empty stadium, they would have done something at Soldier Field for the fans after Gale passed. But as far as, as putting something on the jersey or the helmet, how much are you really going to see of it on television and how much more meaningful is it really? So I understand the question. There is no question that Gale Sears is worthy of any kind of special recognition that he gets. Uh, you know, not only... Um, uh, a, a, a great, one of the great running backs in the history of the league, um, but also a, a bit of a, a groundbreaker when it comes to civil rights and, 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 and color barriers and, and, and equal treatment for minorities in the NFL, going all the way back to actually his time at the University of Kansas. It's not well known, um, but he was detained or arrested. I'm not sure which it was at a civil rights protest in Lawrence before the Bears ever even drafted him. And then, of course, if you're a Bears fan, you know the story of, of Gale and Brian Piccolo and, and, and how much they did to break barriers in the NFL. So Gale is worthy of any recognition that he gets, but I'm not sure that I'd be too critical of not bothering to put a tiny you know, a set of initials on a jersey that you might not see on TV anyway um, as something to, to make an issue out of. And I do suspect if it was a normal season that they might have done something like that, or at least there would have been some recognition or ceremony at Soldier Field immediately following his passing at the next home game. Um, you know, as far as the questions on, on, on Mitch, listen, he's playing much better football right now. I, I think we need to wait a little bit and see if it's the real thing. Um, was it the, the coach's fault that he was slow to develop? Um, I think it was, you know, possibly the coaches being slow to recognize that they weren't putting him in the best position to succeed. But I don't think it's all I, on the coaches that, 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 you know, it's taken this long um, uh, we're, we're talking about really three different coaching staffs, the John Fox group, and then the first Matt Nagy group, and now the second Matt Nagy group. So, um, there, there, there is plenty of blame to go around. Uh, but the idea that Mitch is going to be, I think you use the expression one a, that he's going to be a superstar franchise quarterback. I'm not sure I see that coming. I think we would have seen more signs of that already. Um, in, in almost, uh, you know, well, not four full years, but he started, started week five as a rookie. He's now in his fourth season. He ended up starting half the season. So he does have, you know, almost, uh, uh, you know, well, he's got three full seasons of being a starting quarterback. And I think we would have seen more if, in fact, he was going to be a true franchise quarterback. And, and the good ones can do it in almost any system. He, he does need to have certain things tailored uh, for him to have the success that he's having right now. Ezra has dialed us up from Lincolnwood. Ezra, it's good to have you on the show. How are you doing tonight? Hey, um, I'm doing good. Uh, so I was just listening for the past hour, and you seem to be going with the path of just waiting everything out. What if uh, there's not enough time for that? Like, how, how, who is going to be leaving this year or the next year? Um, I was just wondering. And 
I, I just don't know information about that. If you could talk oh, about well, Ezra, before Thank you hang up, though, whoa, whoa, before you hang oh, up, when you say waiting everything out, I'm talking literally, what, 10 more days. What do you mean by oh, waiting? That's what you're saying. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying I mean, you, you seem to be saying for the next season about re like getting Mitchell Trubisky again and okay. waiting yeah. him out. That's not what you're saying? No, no, no. I, I understand why why you would ask that question because the ten days ago it seemed like everybody in town had, you know, Mitch gone and people being fired. No, what I'm saying is that I don't think you make final decisions on the futures of Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy until you see how this season plays out. Because the reality is, if they do win the last two and they do get to the playoffs, since when did GMs and head coaches get fired for going to the playoffs two times in their first three years together? It's just that's not the way it works, you know. And it also tells you that there is enough talent on this team to compete with the right additions, uh, you know, because they're obviously not all the way there yet. So that's why I think it's important to at least finish the season and see what you're basing it all on. That's the only thing I'm, quote, waiting for. Now, when you talk about Mitch Trubisky, and this isn't just me, uh, you know, this is, uh, I think, you know, a lot of folks now realizing what's happened the the last 10 days or two weeks. He does look better in what is a adjusted and changed offense for him. And there aren't going to be, or at least it appears there aren't going to be, um, any better options available this offseason in free agency to be your starter day one of 2021 if you think you can be a legitimate contender in 2021. So I think what you're hearing is a lot of people suggesting, you know, maybe you try and bring them back on a one-year prove-it deal or or, or big best case a two-year deal without a lot of guaranteed money um, because it's your best option, not because we need more time to continue to evaluate him. I think there's a good chance he's going to continue to be successful running the kind of offense um, that, that he's running right now. Um, but that said, um, I, I'm not suggesting that the Bears, quote, you know, wait out anything for another year or two. I think George McCaskey, I would not extend Ryan Pace or uh, Matt Nagy at the end of the season under any circumstances. I've never understood the fallacy that there's some risk or danger in being a lame duck coach or GM in the NFL. It happens all the time in every other major professional sport. So I certainly would not consider that. They'd have to show me more than what they've shown us that last year and this to, to, to earn new contracts. But when you get rid of them, do you have someone better? Can you tell yourself that, that you're going to end up in a better situation if you fire them? And the answer to that is clearly not right now. And, and so that's why all I'm suggesting is that you finish off the season, you do a careful evaluation of everything that's happened over the last three years, not over the last six or eight weeks, then you make your decisions and you live with them. Let's get to one more call before we have to break again. Tony is down in Phoenix. Tony, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? Pleasure to speak to you. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Um, I had a, um, a question, then kind of a comment. Um, my question was, as far as Mitch, uh, do you think the uh, the refs are just, like, not showing him any respect because he's Mitch Trubisky? Because he seems like he's getting hammered back there. Like, uh, I've seen a lot of hits and just kind of no flags are being thrown. And um, my comment is more from, like, uh, like, any GM, including Ryan Pace. It just doesn't make sense to me. It's like common sense. 
like if you don't have your franchise quarterback, like why wouldn't you draft a quarterback every year? It just makes no sense to me. Like even with the bust potential for other players and you don't have one, it, it just it just never makes sense to me. Why wouldn't you do that if you don't have one? You know, Tony, it's funny. I'll go to part two first because it's been my biggest frustration with Ryan Pace, and nobody even talks about it, which should be your biggest frustration. When he got here almost six years ago, I remember like yesterday, we were visiting in the auditorium at Hallis Hall, and when asked about his philosophy on the subject of the quarterback, he said ideally he would like to draft one every year, exactly as you are suggesting. In the six drafts that he has overseen for the Chicago Bears, he has drafted one quarterback. So either he answered too quickly and hadn't really thought it out, or he's not following his own advice, and he may be his own worst enemy when it comes to the decision as to whether he succeeds or fails. I I, I think you absolutely, if not every year, uh, on a regular basis, draft young talent at the position. You're always looking to develop uh, a young quarterback. It's not something they've done, and that is definitely a black mark on the resume uh, of Ryan Pace. You know, and 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 I couldn't agree with you more. As far as you know, Mitch, I haven't really noticed what you're suggesting. You know, I I think that officials, there's no question um, that that veterans are going to get the benefit of certain calls. Kirk Cousins got one on Akeem Hicks uh, on Sunday. Uh, Akeem shouldn't have done what he did, but it wasn't roughing. But they called it roughing because they were trying to protect a veteran quarterback. If it had been the exact same play from a Viking on Mitch, would the flag have come out? I don't know, you know, because there, as I just said, there, there's no doubt that, that, that veterans and stars get special treatment. But I can't honestly say that I've noticed, you know, a lot of flags that, that, that weren't thrown that should have been uh, on Mitch the last few weeks. I will watch it more closely now that you've called it to my attention. Um, but the best answer I can give you is it's not something I've noticed to, to this point. So we'll keep an eye on that. Guys, thank you for calling. We're going to get to more of your calls in a little while. But right now, we've got to take a quick commercial break. And on the other side, my buddy Anthony Heron, another one of our regular NFL and football experts here at The Score, is going to join us to talk some more NFL, uh, some more Chicago Bears, maybe even a little college uh, uh, Anthony uh, is the uh, color commentator on the Pac-12 game of the week, and, and so very familiar with some of the schools out west. Uh, we'll get into all of that with Anthony Heron in just a moment right here on The Score. Number one, their record means nothing, like you said, with the Jets. I mean, these are it's the NFL, and so um, what we need to do is, is get right back to the mentality that we've had the last two weeks, and uh, that's a big part of why we're doing what we're doing is these guys are, are focused the right way. They're taking practice very seriously. Uh, it all matters to them, and, and they're, they're, they're fighting. But they also understand it does not matter who we play. It matters about how we play. And, and so when we go out there and we play our game, we feel really good about that. So we got to put a good week of practice together. Um, Jacksonville is going to do everything they can to beat us, and so we got to be prepared. we got to coach well. we got to play well. we got to do everything we can to get that win. Bears head coach Matt Nagy on our sister station, WBBM News Radio 780, 105.9 on your FM dial, talking yesterday about the Jaguars this Sunday. Um, I think Bears fans can feel pretty good about it. 
but I'm guessing that Rams fans felt pretty good about the Jets coming in the other night, and certainly that Steelers fans felt pretty good about the Bengals last night, and we saw how that went, and, and, and those are better football teams, the Rams and the Steelers, than the Bears, so uh, you certainly can't take anything for granted. Let's not even talk about the Packers uh, or playoffs a week from Sunday until they get by the Jaguars this Sunday. We have another one of our NFL, our football experts here at The Score with us to talk about it some more right now. Big Ann Anthony Heron. Uh, you hear him doing regular hits and in particular on the post-post-game show on Sundays after Bears games. After the game, you get our prop swap post-game show presented by PNC Bank with Patrick Manley and myself. And we then hand it off to Anthony Heron and Olin Krutz. Of course, Olin joins us every Sunday on the Bet River Sportsbook pregame show uh, presented by uh, MailMedChicago.com. And uh, Anthony, thank you. Good to have you with us. I, I hope the Heron household is is ready for the Christmas holiday and uh, <laughs> things are going as well as, as can be expected in these strange times for you. They are. They are. Under the, the circumstances, things are, are certainly unique as, as they are for everyone and certainly unique in our household and in our family. But we're making it work, huh? We are making it work. We have decorations hung. We have the tree up, and it continues to accumulate more gifts. And I, I cannot remember the last day that there there weren't several boxes being delivered <laughs> to our spot. So, you know, I, I guess uh, for, for what 2020 has been, things can't be going much better. So where, where's Bishop at in, in the whole Santa thing. I mean, he's still young enough that, that, that he's got to believe that that's absolutely the real deal, doesn't he? Yeah. So we're at a, I guess this is a pretty cool period because so he just turned three in October. So really at like at age one, he's obviously got no idea what's going on. And then last year at two, he could tell something was different. He could tell there's decorations and, and something celebratory is going on, but he can't exactly comprehend yet at that point, having just turned two, what kind of the the whole Christmas experience means. Now, this is kind of the the first year where he's kind of this this fully generated person of of mental capacity to, you know, we're reading him the Santa Claus stories. He's fully getting into the story. I think uh, both at, at, because he still takes naps, so both at nap time and when we put him down at night, we'll read the night before Christmas and then maybe another book to go along with it. So getting him fully engrossed in the full Santa story. We we even got my my wife... uh, it was actually just what earlier this week or last week she did the the elf on a shelf deal so that's mm-hmm. that's been a, a new experience having jolly the elf appearing somewhere new every uh every couple days here so yeah we're, we're trying to make everything happen for him he's enjoying it yeah three of my grandkids have coco the elf uh, on the shelf ah. and, and and every 20 minutes we get a text from my daughter about what coco's <laughs> done most recently <laughs> we, we even had a christmas miracle at the arkish house this year uh anthony i, I every year i tell my wife candace this is what we have to spend um and every year she manages to blow by it by double or triple <laughs> and yet i thought this year since we never go anywhere, we're not out of the house. You know, right. I'm safe for once right. in my life. And yet I, I look under the tree and she's done it again. It's a Christmas miracle. I, I don't know how she did it. You know, you, you mentioned a couple boxes showing up every day. It's it's scary uh, what my wife is able to do with a budget in Amazon. It, it's really been interesting. Well, there's a lot of other, there's space, there's opportunity, there's the interweb. And so, you know, when you got time to do a little bit of online shopping, then that does seem to, you know, like everything is at your fingertips. 
Like I'm, I'm even last couple of days. I'm like, oh, I gotta make sure I get something for the for the nieces and nephews. I'm over mm-hmm. there going on Amazon and making sure we got stuff purchased everywhere because it's all so easy now. All right, Ant. So tell me, is the the last ten days of Chicago Bears football a Christmas miracle? Is it just a, a bad team and a mediocre team that they finally got what they needed to get healthy? What, what are we really seeing here? What's going on? It it doesn't it doesn't seem that miraculous to me, Hub, because I think so many of us, you, you and I, certainly around town, have for a fairly extended period of time been calling for the Bears' offense to do some of the things that they've kind of finally started to do here in recent weeks, specific to Mitch at quarterback. And I I really think the, I don't know, the the interpersonal or just the, the human side of of what Matt Nagy's progression has been to to get to the point of of naming Bill Lazor, the play caller, and, and allowing the offense to shift in that manner. And when Matt talks to you guys throughout the week, you know, those of you like who are on the beat on a regular basis, I've found a couple of his comments pretty interesting just in, you know, I think it was maybe last week where he just noted the fact that this is just, it's different than what they did in Kansas City. It's different than any offensive system that that he had studied or been a part of forming or calling in the past. And, you know, it's not like the, the wheel has been reinvented from anything we've seen from many other offenses in the past in the NFL, just getting an athletic quarterback on the move allowing the field to be cut down, having that be something that, that allows your run game to, to be enhanced in a certain way. And then when you enhance that run success and the cohesion in the offensive line personnel is certainly a big part of that. But then with that added success of the run game, now you can do boots and sprints and waggles off of it. And it's I don't think you know any of us who've been sort of calling for this version of Bears offense to at least give give Mitch his best opportunity to survive and maybe even thrive. And I, I think it's fair to say he's thrived to a large extent, at least over the last couple of games here. And I don't – it's I, – I, I would guess, and I, you hear the frustration from some Bears fans about the frustration that, that would be there for why it sort of took this long to get it to this point where it's a consistent part of things, but – I think for Matt Nagy, his first time getting a head coaching job in the National Football League, and I would imagine he had this picture of what his NFL offense would be like, what running his team would be like. And, and for the most part, I think there are several elements of what running his team would be like that have been positive and productive. But his baby, the offense, he had an image of what that was going to be, and it just it wasn't working being shaped in the image that he came in having in mind. But – here over the last few weeks, putting it more in the hands of Bill Lazor and adjusting to, to ways of, of being that, that don't necessarily suit what his system was, it's been far more effective for the personnel he has here on this offense. You know, Anthony, one of the things that I find so interesting about it, it's not like Mitch is, is putting up a ton of yards on the ground. I mean, mm-hmm. he's not putting up the numbers of a Lamar Jackson or a Jalen Hurts or a Kyler Murray. Um, uh it's just the threat of it that that yeah. is making this offense so so effective, and, and and that's why you wonder why it took so long. Right, and you know just something simply where the 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 scrape linebacker, the backside guy, the hang defender, if you're at the third level, but having to honor that that quarterback, a quarterback in Mitch Trubisky, who who's at least a threat to run. That that little moment of hesitation for a talented, dangerous running back like David Montgomery. It gives you that cutback lane. I mean, we, we saw it 
uh, Dalvin Cook exploit that against the Bears several times the other day, not because Kirk Cousins is necessarily a dangerous runner, but when you have a defender who doesn't completely get their body into position, if you got a running back who gets downhill quickly, then run lanes can end up opening up. And, you know, to see where the offense is at right now for the Bears, between the personnel up front, the way the game is being called, the structure, the sequencing there is to it, it it, it, it feels simple enough where, yeah, I, I think it, it would have been beneficial to see more of this earlier on, to see it <laughs> even last season. And I, I do try to be careful in, in recognizing that, to me, it was fairly apparent that Matt Nagy did spend the offseason in saying that he wanted to, and, and we saw it playing out in the initial weeks of the season, adjusting his system in some ways to suit the personnel there. But to me, the big thing that even stood out to me, even with some of the success from the run game in the initial weeks and the late offensive flourishes early on, was that there still wasn't the constant movement of the pocket with Mitch. And the comp I continued to go to, not as far as the, the potential career resurgence that we've seen Ryan Tannehill go through, but where he's at right now within the Titans offense, that that's, that's where it, it has seemed to me for a long time Mitch has had his best opportunity for success and the rare times, the infrequent times, the inconsistent times they did it in the past. He seemed more comfortable with it. And I would say this, I, I said this to, to Lawrence earlier in the week, I've used the word comfortable and at times even confident in the past in describing Mitch, a word I've never used in talking about Mitch Trubisky until the last couple of games here is command. And there does seem to be an enhanced command of the the pre-snap phase and of how he executes things after the snap of the football, the the rhythm, the timing, the, the time clock in his head to know that after I've gone through my progressions, let me get it to my check down and just make sure I've got a playmaker in space allowing him to to progress the ball after that point. And there's just an ease and a control to the way he's playing right now that goes beyond anything we've ever seen him do before. Well, and Anthony, here's another part of it that intrigues me is that it's clearly gotten better each of the last four weeks. And, you know, both uh, production-wise and quality of opposition, that tells me that it's something that they just – probably hadn't worked on all that much until five or six weeks ago. And the question is, is it's getting better each week as they work on it more. How much better can it be? I, I don't I don't think we're at its ceiling right now with the way we see it continuing to improve week to week. Well we all felt like the personnel was pretty good, right? Like they, mm-hmm. they had drastically upgraded the tight end position. The the wide receiver core where I I certainly thought there was at least potential that having Anthony Miller as the number two receiver. And then I was mildly excited in evaluating Darnell Mooney in the draft process. I certainly didn't anticipate a fifth round pick would play to the level he has. But it's fairly early in the season where you could tell they got some options here. And Jimmy Graham can be a definitive red zone threat, if, if not more. We're all excited about Cole Komet. Okay, we'll see what happens with the offensive line. But it felt like there was personnel to do some things here. It just... It felt like in addition to the, the sequencing of, of play calling specifically, but even just sort of the way that personnel was deployed at times, like there was this large chunk in the middle of the season during the, the losing skit where Jimmy Graham in the red zone just became not only a non-factor, he wasn't even on the field for a lot of red zone plays. That, that baffles me. And it still happened even recently here with Bill Lazor calling the plays where we haven't seen as much. I'm not saying you got to throw him the ball every time, 
But Jimmy Graham was literally just running off the field in the red zone far too frequently to at least have a guy like that, one of the all-time great red zone targets in league history who had success early in the season in the red zone, at least have him out there as a decoy. I mean, run, the formations they go to when they go three by one and they just tell the world we're about to throw it to Jimmy Graham, it works in those scenarios. So how about at least just line him up out there and use him as a decoy? We, we didn't even see him doing that for a stretch of the season. And now here recently that David Montgomery is rolling, Cordero Patterson getting carries in the red zone. They went away from that the other day, to their credit, part of that where, where Patterson was banged up in the game. But there's still certain things that even with laser calling the plays, I'm like, all right, we, we can still kind of tighten things up a little bit here. But to your point, it seems like every week it's improving with the execution. I, I do believe it's improving with the, the consistency of the, the sequencing, how cohesive and conjoined the the play calling is and overall the the way that personnel is being applied and and deployed in the game i think all those things are getting better and even little wrinkles offensively that they've picked up from opponents and added in like using darnell mooney in that that jet motion as a pass receiver out of the backfield as a guy who they'll hand the ball to you know seems like they pretty much decided if we can't get him the ball on deep routes because we keep missing him down there let's at least get it into his hands on shorter passes that we can complete and that's been highly effective as well so it's been an evolving and improving offense here over the past month plus and it's it, it may end up being too little too late in, in the playoff picture but it's certainly better late than never so it is certainly an offense regardless of the opponent to be consistently effective and in some cases explosive week after week in the NFL is hard regardless of who you play by comparison to where the bears were earlier in the season where even bad defenses were shutting them down. There's no doubt that this has to be counted as, as an ascending offense right now. Anthony, I could do this with you all night, man, but unfortunately I got to go pay some bills for the station and you've got to go take care of those nieces and nephews. That's the other part. That's a killer is you can spend money 24 seven. You know, yeah, it's just, you can right. do it whenever you want to, man. I really appreciate the time tonight. If we don't talk between now and the end of the week, have a great, great Christmas, and we will talk again real soon. Hub, I appreciate you, my friend. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you, the entire Arkus family. Thank you. That is Anthony Heron. Big Ant, as you know him here at The Score and on the post-post game show on Sundays following Bears games, as well as his other regular appearances. We are going to take a commercial break here. When we get back, you want to talk? 312-644-6767. We're also going to talk some Chicago baseball in the next hour with Bruce Levine. That's about 20 minutes away. Stay right where you're at. You've got Chicago's number one rated all sports radio station, 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.